0: Hello everybody, welcome to Qualatrol's podcast, how to commission equipment under a lockdown. My name is John Littell, I'm with the field service team here in in North and South America and with me I've got uh, Clark, Mark, George and Bill and they've uh, recently completed uh, commissioning of some partial discharge monitors, a, a TM8 dissolved gas analyzer as well as a fault locator and this is something we do every week but the difference is we were supporting the customer to do it remotely uh, because of the travel restrictions that has come with the uh, with the pandemic we're facing so with that I would uh, I would like to introduce Clark who's our field service manager uh, uh, to, to tell us a little bit more about what we do uh, for those that aren't familiar with Qualitrol's field service team
1: Thanks, John. Uh, well, we have a team of 12 field service engineers strategically placed in North America and South America. Um, what we do is start up and commissioning of Qualatrol products, and we also do ongoing uh, maintenance and repairs. Um, we are certainly customer facing, and that means we spend a lot of time with our customers, and we provide all, all this service I just uh, uh, spoke of. Um, the start and commissioning is what we're mainly concerned about here. We do, uh, we can do remote commissioning um, if we're prepared and we can also do uh, some types of, of uh, repair work also. Thanks, Clark. T- tell me
0: guys, how how were we able to support these commissioning projects without being able to travel or be at site?
2: Well, Bill here, what the biggest problem when doing remote work is to make sure that your customer understands what you're going to need and that you've got, hopefully, a connection to the monitor so that you can see what's going on. Um, I did a actually did two units at a nuclear plant that uh, were scheduled out to be done during this month of April. And as the pandemic started rolling in, we actually addressed the concerns, the problems, worked with their IT department to get everything set up so that we would be able to remotely do this. And it was very successful. I explained to the customer what was needed ahead of time. They understood what I needed. The only issue that we had doing the whole thing was that, uh, the day that they, we were initially scheduled, they weren't quite ready. So we had to do it, uh, another day, but other than that, everything went very well. Uh, the customer, co- customer was ready.
0: Oh, that's good. That's good. there's a little bit of a uh, little bit of preparation and always goes a long way with, uh, with field service jobs. Uh, t- tell me guys, why, um why don't we just postpone these this work until after the travel restrictions lift and we can um, we can do the jobs as usual
3: hi this is mark Um, the customers requirements and demands uh, are are ongoing regardless of the uh, pandemic and they still need to commission equipment they still need to install and energize lines so um, they they need us to get their gear ready so they can hit their project milestones.
2: world keeps turning. I, to go along with that, um, as Mark said, they need to make milestones. But all generation plants, whether they're nuclear, gas, oil, or coal, have outages when they do a lot of work. And a lot of our work requires that the the lines going into the transformers not be energized for approach distances for safety. And this is the only time that they can actually give us those guarantees that the lines will be dead where we could approach the distances. So uh, a pandemic does not uh, slow down or stop uh, outages.
0: Yeah, right, right. We um, yeah, there's still work to be done, and those take a lot of preparation and planning on the customer side, um, sometimes years in advance. So that 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 makes a lot of sense. We 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 have our we have our part of that for sure. Thanks, thanks, Bill. Um, what are what are some of the issues to being able to support uh, these kind of jobs from uh, from behind the computer screen or over the phone? What uh, tell me a little bit about your experiences in the last uh, few weeks or month or so.
3: Uh, this is Mark, uh, uh, in my case, the, uh, uh, it was an ideal situation where the customer ran a WebEx and everyone involved in the office, in the field, and myself had access to the uh, PC screens that the customer was looking at. So it was it was almost like I was there. And uh, they, we were also fortunate in that the field people were quite competent working with our gear and they were able to execute the steps that I described to them with the minimum of explanation.
0: Alright, so the work was was still completed and and the, and the customer is happy.
3: Yes, mm-hmm.
2: in my case we had set everything up uh, as we saw this was coming down. Uh, made sure that the customer understood what was going to be needed uh, and they. When the day came that we were going to do the job, uh, I was on the phone with a uh, customer and their maintenance group, and they completed the steps that I needed completed as far as venting and bleeding air out of uh, oil lines and making sure that the valves were open The uh, on the oil side, the helium and the cow gas lines were connected, leak checked, and the valves were open and that the equipment had power to it and they turned it on. And we had a a functioning phone line. Uh, Once we had that, I could uh, make sure that the pressures that I was seeing for the gases were correct. And then I was able to do what I needed to do remotely. Uh, It added maybe an extra hour as far as what I would need, because I had to talk them through what needed to be done and verify they had stuff done, but other than that, it went very well and there were no issues.
0: Oh, thanks, Bill. Yeah, a little bit of preparation, but back back to that again. That, that that's a good point. Uh, uh, George, you 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 were telling me a little bit about the uh, security restrictions for remoting in uh, on the on the uh, partial discharge monitor that you recently commissioned. What, uh, how did you guys overcome that?
4: In a couple different ways, actually. Most recently we've uh, been able to, they've actually given us a laptop, which is part of their network. So there is no security issues with us connecting our devices into their network. So we already have an open Port open portal and we go there. The customer is monitoring on their end, and they can see everything that we're doing. So there was really no difference uh, from a security point of view, from their point of view. Yeah, the other way we've done it though is also with a you know application or a team viewer or WebEx type thing where they have control and we just watch what we're do- doing, and they uh, they we give them descriptions or on occasion they give us control but again once again they always have control yeah yeah
0: it was creative way yeah if the if team viewer webex doesn't work with with their control or wh- whether they're controlling or we're controlling then uh then we get a device that's connected to their network and and a yeah, creative way to overcome the security issues I'm thinking more about the preparation though, uh, maybe even on the uh, on the service side of the equipment. Is there anything that uh, That'll help us out uh, both from a planning and and an execution of of these kind of remote service jobs
3: This is Mark Um, Yeah, the, the the most important thing I guess is to make sure that everything's properly installed and connected so that it's in a fully functional position Uh, because if the customer has made any mistakes in wiring or connections, uh, that can extend the time quite a bit to do this. So uh, initially we try to make sure that all the field work has been completed as far as wiring up to power, incoming signals, communications channels and time sync so that uh, the rest of the work can go smoothly.
1: Yeah, we also we also need to make sure we know the full scope of work beforehand. We also need to make sure the right people are in the right places. That means the customer needs to have the right people uh, available, and as well as uh, Qualitrol uh, folks available. And we also need to make sure the uh, any software that needs to be installed is done beforehand because that can be a kind of a showstopper. And that sometimes can take a a quite a bit of time out of our scheduled uh, uh, commissioning work. To expand on what Clark said, the
2: Software required uh, from the customer side is a program that we will provide, we provide called TM View. And sometimes if we do not have a actual full access or connection, we'll talk the customer through what we need them to do. And then once they have everything where they think it's functioning, then we can ask them, using the TMVU program, to connect to the monitor, pull it for data, and then actually capture the monitor diagnostic data, send it into the support mailbox, and then we can look at it, we can see, make sure the pressures are where they belong, everything is functioning where we expect it, and then if we need to make have them make adjustments, We can call them back, have them connect, and walk them through making adjustments as needed to get the monitor into a functioning uh, piece of equipment that they can depend on.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, Tell me about uh, emergency work. Um, Qualitrol is still considered an an essential supplier of products and service. Many of our customers are as well. Um, Are there situations where we need to be? at a site in person and, and, and how do we do that?
2: This is Bill again. Uh, yes, we are providing uh, emergency service uh, as needed. Uh, there are some uh, things that need to be done uh, from the customer side. Uh, if a customer decides that uh, what it, their problem is is an emergency and they want us on site they have to send a written request via email to uh, Clark, who then forwards it up, the chain of command within uh, Qualatrol for approvals. Uh, we're trying our best not to get onto airplanes uh, to fly at the moment. Uh, but if it's a drivable uh, distance and we feel comfortable with going there, uh, we will go to the site. I've just recently, I've been to uh, two nuclear sites and a utility uh, in the last three weeks doing on-site emergency work that uh, the customer could not handle uh, or did not want to handle. And, uh, you know, following all of the uh, CDC guidelines, uh, gloves where needed, uh, a mask, uh, and, of course, all of our normal PPE and uh, the customers all have their own you know procedures as you get to their sites where they're taking temperatures and things like that.
0: Okay, so it seems that certainly for emergency work we're still able to accommodate but but more importantly in the topic of this podcast, uh, we can support a lot of the more um, routine service and commissioning requests uh, remotely. Uh, do you guys have anything to add on on that note? I wanted to thank you for your time and if, if you can't tell we're all practicing social distancing so this podcast was recorded remotely um, and if you have uh, if you have an existing service order and 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 want to uh, consider explore the opportunity to to get our remote support and contact your scheduler or uh, info at If you've got new service requests and go through your normal channels or your salesperson and uh and as always visit our website at qualitativecorp.com and uh that's it for now have a safe uh, rest of the week thank you